this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being back here in coffee number five. And today we are live on Facebook too. And you know, guys, I'm all about business, but also I'm about that things can happen in your life and you never know how they can happen as, I mean, like right now I'm about to chat with John Lee Dumas, if I say it correct. And that he just confessed to me that even though he has like a French Latin last name, his Spanish is not so good. <laughs> My French is terrible as well. Oh, right. Well, I didn't test you and mine is horrible as well. So, <laughs> John, so that's a little bit about us. I mean, I want to hear about the, the common path of uncommon success. I want to... Uh, hear about your roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. I want to, to talk about all those things, but I want to know first, who are, who are you and how did you get here? Yeah, I'm just a boy from the state of Maine, which is a <laughs> very small state. Uh, and, you know, grew up in the country, you know, didn't really uh, have much in the way of city living back when I was younger, but Decided to um, join the army, so I spent eight years as an officer in the U.S. Army. Oh wow! Did a little bit of law school, did some corporate finance, did some commercial real estate. So I just kind of bopped around, Laura, to a lot of different careers, a lot of different jobs, and you know, frankly, was not really finding my way, which I think is pretty common for people in their twenties and early thirties. But then I decided it was time to surround myself with the right people by interviewing successful entrepreneurs so that I could learn from them. So I launched back in 2012, Entrepreneurs on Fire, which was the mm -hmm. first daily podcast interviewing the world's most successful entrepreneurs. And as you and I are talking now, I've interviewed over 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. That's incredible. Over a hundred million total listens of the podcast to date. And as you mentioned, I took those 3,000 interviews with successful entrepreneurs and I put their genius into a book called The Common Path to Uncommon Success, which gives you a 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. So if you want financial freedom, if you want fulfillment, this book is a 17-step roadmap to get you there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I need it. I think everyone needs who wants to be an entrepreneur. And I always believe, and, and this is a personal belief, uh, I was one of those girls who didn't fit any, any box. So for me, entrepreneur was the only way to go. But also I had to have, I don't believe that you just can go and be an entrepreneur. You have to have uh, some experiences and you have to have some failures and you should have also flirting with different things. Because as you said, you probably something, you learn something in the army, you learn something in law school. All of those things, because I was able to take both my successes and my failures in the first 32 years of my life and apply them to my entrepreneurial venture with this podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. If I had launched the podcast back at 22 years old with no life experience, it would have failed. Like I had to put in the reps. I had to have failures and successes and struggles and obstacles and challenges to get to a place where I was able to launch a successful business. So 
you know, people that are struggling, that are, you know, scared, that are having difficulties doing different things, that's part of your journey. That's part of your roadmap. You need to have patience and consistency of adding value in this world, hopefully on a topic that you're passionate about. Okay. I want to see, because I love to hear all the success stories, which is wonderful. And I believe that there is one factor in any entrepreneur life that is unique. And it's the only one factor that you cannot play with. And it's timing. And it's the timing in the society that you live in. And the moment that you are ready to launch, all the conditions need to be put in place. Everything needs to work together. And if the timing is correct, everything's going to work. So I can tell you that to me, timing is another word for luck. And luck is where effort meets opportunity. So I definitely believe that. For, for me to launch Entrepreneurs on Fire in 2012, I was really lucky because the timing was perfect. The platform of podcasting was just getting ready to take off. Nobody was really doing much with it or knew much about it. So I was super early, but super early on something that was about to explode. Now, I didn't know it was going to explode, in hindsight, obviously, I see the trajectory of you know podcasting being a really big deal. But at the time, you don't know. So timing is everything. Luck yeah. is everything. But again, luck is where effort meets opportunity. So you've got to be putting in the effort. So when the opportunity arises, you can jump on it. And you also have to put the work. I mean, you cannot have a restaurant working if you don't have a cook, if you don't have the ingredients. You have to have, you need to have all the parts working. That's where the effort is. Effort is work. Yeah. Effort is waking up every day and putting in the work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also, I want to talk because I, I love to hear the successful stories, which I'm sure that you hear 3,000 times now. And, but what about the journeys? What about, like, not, not every journey was pretty, I'm sure. So how, what are the most common challenges that you've seen in this road with entrepreneurs? So as you mentioned, I've done over 3,000 interviews with successful entrepreneurs. The first 2,000 interviews, I asked the same question to every one of my guests. What is your worst entrepreneurial moments? I made them tell the story of their biggest failure, of their worst moment. I made them tell that story because there is so much to be learned from that story. And I'll tell you a very commonality of people when they struggle, when they have obstacles, when they have challenges, when they fail, it's because they're scared. It's because they're fearful. It's because they doubt themselves. Individuals who doubt themselves, who are scared, who are fearful, they don't take action. They freeze. They just sit there and they don't move. It's just like one of those animals in the wild. Like you see them, they get spooked like a, like a deer. They just freeze and they just stand there and they're frozen. That can be a death knoll for an entrepreneur. You need to always be moving, always taking action, taking one failure after another failure, learning from every single one of them and applying those lessons learned to the next step. So that's why you always have to be getting up, putting in the work, doing the reps, honing your skills, 
and understanding that daily failure is part of the game. Yeah, I mean, is I mean, you are an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, I have a large team that I I have working for me, and it's not easy. The life of an entrepreneur is not a nine to five. Your your mind is on your business all the time, and not only the the money side of the business, also the human side of the business. That I believe that there are a lot of people that they forget when they want to start the business. Many people want to start a business and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to come with this idea. Yeah, what you need to have not only the money, you have the human capital as well. What about the ego? Yes, yeah, because I believe that a lot of entrepreneurs think that because they started a business and they're an entrepreneur or they invested money, it goes into their ego. And I've seen how that is a failure by, by itself. And in those first 2000 interviews that I did, where I asked the question, what is your worst entrepreneurial moment? Oftentimes the worst moments was right when they thought they were the best. Their ego was the highest. They thought they were untouchable. And then boom, they fell. You know, the mighty have fallen. So I will say that absolutely ego is something you've got to always be careful on. I'm a big believer in humility, being humble, always understanding that there's a lot of things that can go wrong at any point and that you as the entrepreneur always need to be learning. It's a critical aspect of it. Confidence is important. You need to have confidence. Otherwise, you know, what are you doing? But ego can be a very dangerous game to play. Well, confidence is believe of what you do and know that you do it well. Otherwise, how can you sell if you don't believe in yourself? And I always believe that an entrepreneur is also to be a risk management specialist because everything you're doing, you are assessing risks. Do I have the money to do this? Or do I invest of this? Or do I hire this person? Or do I not hire? So you're always assessing the pros and the cons of your business. And that's something that you can never stop doing. And when you think that everything is calmed down, you say, okay, I need to reassess because it's just not normal that something is completely no news because the economy is not like that either. So the economy is changing. So we need to be revisiting how we run our business all the time and how can we improve I like to say your finger always has to be on the pulse. Like you need to know what your customers are thinking, what your clients are thinking, what your team's thinking, what people in your industry are thinking, what are your competitors thinking? Your finger's going to be on the pulse. Otherwise, everything's going to pass you by. So do you think that if you just have that idea that you mentioned before in your niche idea, what are the steps that you will suggest that people having, after having that idea, how, what will they do next to be a successful entrepreneur? So listen, to become a successful entrepreneur, it's so much simpler than a lot of people think. It's not easy, but it's simple. Become the number one solution to a real problem that your audience has. Because Laura, people will beat a path to the doorstep of the number one solution to their problem. And they will ignore the second best solution to infinity. Nobody wants the second best solution. Nobody wants the second best. They want the best solution to their problem. Are you willing to identify 
the number one problem and then creates the number one solution in a specific niche, in a tiny little part of any market that you want? If the answer is yes, you are going to find a version of success by providing that solution to an audience, whatever that might be. And so that may sound simple because it is, but it is very difficult to execute. A million people came up with the idea of Uber before mm -hmm. Uber was created. One person executed, one person. And there are some situations, let's talk, for example, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, that basically they sell this very similar product, but what did they do? They, where Pepsi was created, they went after a different niche than Coca-Cola. That's something that you can always do. You have a similar product, but you go after a different niche. And you make sure that you are the solution for that specific people and separate yourself from the competition. Do you believe that you can do it by yourself, everything by yourself, or do you need a team to be successful? So I think there's certain entrepreneurial ventures that you can do by yourself. If they're niche enough, if they're small enough, you know, if you have you know, a really specific vision, sure, you can do it by yourself. If you want to make a really big impact in this world and really meaningfully impact a lot of people and lead a somewhat, you know, normal balanced life, then you should be building a team, a team around you, people that are great at doing things that you're not great at doing, people that love doing things that you frankly don't like to do, but have to be done as part of your business. Like I have an accountant, I have a lawyer, I have a graphic designer, I have a web development guy, I have a social media manager, I have a copywriter, all of those things I don't want to do. And I'm not great at doing. I'm great at doing very specific things within my business. I do those things and I let my team handle the rest. Well, at the end of the day, your time is more, it's worth more by doing what you do well than trying to attempt to do other, other things. And speaking of time, I know our time's running short, but, uh, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. Yeah, I am too. But before we go, because we are running short, I want to uh, ask you about the 17 steps that you can give us a really short version of those 17 steps so our audience can go and get the book and know what it's a little bit about. So listen, I'll give you a quick version of the first three. Okay. Step one of the 17 step process is identify your big idea. Step two is discover the niche within your big idea that is not being served and you can become the best solution to that. And then step three is create your avatar, the single perfect customer, client, consumer of your content. That is step one, two, and three. Of course, there's 14 more steps in the common path to uncommon success. It's the genius of the 3000 entrepreneurs I've interviewed over the past decade. So I truly hope you enjoy. I will. I definitely will check it out. Well, thank you so much, John, for being here in Coffee Number 5 today. I really enjoy all your insights and people will put all the notes of the podcast and we put um, the links and whatever John wants to. Do you have a final offer for us, John? Something you yes. want to join? Thanks for hanging out today. Okay. Coffee Number 5. Thank you so much. Adios. Adios. It was so good to have you here today. 
See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.